Welcome to the TNL Talks Podcast. I'm Chris Galloway, Director of Teaching and Learning in Floresville ISD. And I'm Olivia Bailey, the Literacy Specialist for Floresville ISD. On this episode of the TNL Podcast, we are going to be discussing the potential of adding the 5x5 block scheduling schedule to the Floresville High School next year. I'm super excited to see what our guests have to say this week about the 5x5. We have several guests. We actually have the Judson High School principal who is a guest because he has the 5x5 schedule at his campus. We interview a student at Floresville High School. We interview Dixie Haig, who is one of our teachers at Floresville High School. We interview the principal, and we also interviewed Coach Andrew Roars, who is our athletic director for Floresville ISD. Olivia, you're a parent of one of our students at Floresville High School, so what is it about the 5x5 that you might have some questions about? Well, my questions, being a parent and then mostly having two, an elementary background in education, I honestly did not know what we were talking about when we were talking about a block schedule. So that was one of the first um, things I had to do, was just seek information about what are we talking about? What, how does this impact my student, you know, my child who's going to be going there? And what are the you know, advantages or concerns that we might have, and just an understanding what it even is. What you know, what why are we changing? What are we doing for kids by doing this? Sure, and you know, there are several different models of what a block looks like. Really what a block schedule does is it adds more instruction time to the current class schedule. Right now our class schedule is approximately 45 minutes, maybe a little bit more. And so what this does is it doubles that time to 90 minutes. Now there are what's called an AB block. What an AB block would be is like, okay, on one week I may go to one set of classes and the next week I'd go to another set, but it still limits you in the number of classes you can take. Typically those would still be like an eight block schedule. Mm -hmm. But the reason why this is called a five by five is because the students will be taking five courses for 90 minutes a course, which includes their athletics and their band and uh, ROTC or any other extracurricular activity they're in. So there's no more than five classes you take and you finish your class in a semester instead of taking an entire year to take the class. So essentially it's the same amount of time for the course in theory with the year-long course, but it's done within a semester. When we do that, it adds two additional options for our students. So now they'll be taking a total of 10 courses instead of just eight. So this opens up more opportunities for the students to explore things they might be excited about, things they might be passionate about, which as we'll hear later from some of our interviews, it aligns nicely with our strategic plan. The other thing is, is within that schedule, teachers have the opportunity to give a direct teach or what we would call a lecture and then go right into a student activity where students can work on the work in the classroom or they can collaborate. Um, we've talked a lot about in um, previous podcasts about blended learning. So this will give an opportunity for more opportunities for students to do those type of things in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Understandably so. And one of the things with, from the teacher's lens that I was most intrigued about is you'll hear teachers say, you know, over and over again, we need more time, we need more time, we need Absolutely. more time. And this offers time in two perspectives, I think, when I, if I'm understanding it correctly, more planning time yep. for the teachers and more time to work with the students within that block, mm -hmm. within the block. So we're having time to teach, time to add some projects maybe, time to do some interventions or really work with the, with the students, if I'm understanding everything about the block schedule correctly, those yes. are two things that I personally am very excited about. Yeah, so what it does for us is, you know, typically if I'm in an English 1 class, 
and I'm in Algebra 1, I would, in biology as a freshman, so that's three courses that are tested for STAR, I would take all those courses for a year long, get to the end of the course, that's when I take my EOC or my STAR mm -hmm. test. So that's three tests I have to be ready for. Right. What this schedule does is it allows us to put a student in only Algebra 1 in the fall, and they take their Algebra 1 test in December, and they could possibly take their English 1 and Biology class in the spring, and then they have an opportunity to split up having to take those tests. So there's not that stress of, okay, I'm preparing for three star tests at once. Additionally, if a student struggles typically in math, they can take that December EOC test, and then in the spring, we can give them an intervention course that would allow them to better prepare for the spring session. So now they have multiple opportunities to take the same test if they're struggling. And as we know, they have to pass those tests to graduate. Right. So it's super important. And then for our kids who are advanced, they can take additional dual credit once they're done with that class and that EOC test. When I get to my senior year, I can potentially either come to school late or leave early. So I don't have to be there the whole time and I can get a job if I want to get into the workforce. And then for our Kate students, or the ones that are in career and technology education, they have an opportunity to take more certifications. And currently we offer 34 different certifications in our Kate program, which allows our students to be career ready and ready to go. And if I'm an, a military kid, if I take additional dual credit classes, even though I may not be going to college right away, I can go into the military with additional rank. And that means more pay for me coming out of the gate. So I can enter it as an E3, possibly an E4 rank and get some additional funding. So this really is an all in all best practice for all kids and we're not the first to do it. There's several districts who are doing it around the state. That all sounds very exciting. I cannot wait to hear more about it from our guests today. Me too. So let's get right to it and let's start with our first guest. Let's hear what Connor, freshman at Floresville High School, has to say about the new 5x5. We are here with Connor, who is a freshman at Floresville High School. He's a student. Welcome, Connor. Thank you, sir. We have heard a lot about this new scheduling for next year at the high school called 5x5. What is it about the 5x5 that you think will be a benefit to students? Here at the high school, obviously, the goal is for us to graduate, and some of us are going to go on to college. So um, I think that this 5x5 prepares us better for college because it's, in college you have fewer courses and they're longer during the day. So I think that this will help us be more prepared for that. Is there anything that you heard from the, the five by five schedule that made you start thinking about different types of courses or activities that you could do because of it? No, I haven't really thought of anything else, but I'm very excited that we get to dive deeper into our classes and there may be more opportunity for dual credit classes and just to specialize, learn more those classes. So that's those are my thoughts on that. What do you think will change the dynamic of the class from when you think about classes and how they're run this year, now that the class is going to be longer, how do you think that might change the dynamic of those classes? I think that students will be able to engage more in their work and they won't have to rush quickly. It'll be beneficial to them because they'll learn more and they aren't going to have to worry about all these different types of classes. So they only have to focus on that, on those two classes for that whole semester. And so it, it lets them engage more and get more out of the class. So with your current schedule, you have eight class periods. Do you typically have a lot of homework right now from those periods? Yes, I'll come home sometimes and I'll have presentations to work on because there's no time to do them in class. But with this, you could probably knock out like a whole slideshow and a whole period. So I don't have to take that home and 
and do that work. And there'll be less classes to take homework home yes. from as well. Yes. How do you think that will help you with your stress level and maybe open up some free time at home for you? Yeah, I think it'll help with the stress level because you won't have to, and you'll, you'll be resting at the store to get all that done and, and eat and shower and do do, do all your other extracurricular activities because I know there's lots of kids, like such as my family, we're very, very busy. And so this will give us more time, you know, it'll increase the stress level and we won't have as much work. So we can just go home and chill and relax. Do you do any sports or activities here at campus? Yes, I'm in basketball and golf. When you're out of class, is it hard to make up all that work? Yes, it is difficult. I gotta stay up late sometimes and finish that. And then I gotta get ready for school the next morning too. So with this, you, you anticipate maybe less work to where when you're out for athletics that it'll help you also? Yes, less work. And also with that less work, you'll be able to hopefully go to bed at a better time and get more out of the school the next day too. So. Wow, that's great. Connor, as I'm sure students do and your friends do, there's probably a lot of conversation and a lot of us sort of talking about this. So overall, what would you think? I mean, how are the students reacting? Is this something they're excited about? Is there something they're nervous about? Or what are those conversations? Those I've talked to, it's like 50-50. Mm -hmm. well, I had an algebra class last year and it was basically just like this class. It was, it was like two periods in one. So mm -hmm. it was about an hour, an hour, 30 minute class. And I liked it because I could I could focus on my work more. I wouldn't have to be super worried about getting it all done in Russian. So I like it a lot. It's about a fifty fifty right now, I think, with the students. But I, I think I think it's a good change for us because it prepares us a bit more for the future. Students who are out there a little nervous about change that you think that they need to know about this. I think they need to know that even though they may not be able to see it now, it'll decrease stress levels. They won't have as much work to do, so they'll have more time to do what they want. And also, they'll get more engaged in the work. So you're going to get more out of it, and you might not even notice it at first, but this is going to help it. It's going to help you for a good change. So what would you say to parents out there that may be wondering, maybe this isn't right for my student? To parents? I, I think I think we just got to trust in the school. I think they're doing a great job with this. So I think it's a great plan. It's going to be best for their kids. And I think parents should want the best for their kids, so I think they shouldn't be worried about it at all. Okay, and now I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk to your teachers. So what would you say to your teachers? I know most of them are really excited about it, but if there's a teacher wondering, well, how am I going to teach in 90 minutes? What would you say to that teacher? I would say just basically just do it like a two-class period thing. Last year with our algebra class, it was, it was great going from one lesson to the next. So I think... If someone needed time, or if it was a longer lesson or a project thing, then we could take the whole class period. But normally, I'd say like, like go about half and half. So make it kind of like two class periods. Okay. And so you see this as an opportunity for teachers to maybe allow students to. I heard you say do the work in the class. So even let students collaborate to work on assignments and things like that. Yes. Yeah, I I think that would help out a lot because whenever you get out in the road, we're going to be working with other people. And that also, with these classes, teaches more of life skill too. Yeah. Group work. Absolutely. Is there anything that you think I missed regarding 5x5? Five five? I, think, I think we covered it all. Awesome, Connor. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, and I'm excited to see where you're at your senior year, because it sounds like you had a good head on your shoulders, and you're going places. Right, thank you, sir. Thank all you, right. Connor. Thank you for having me. I'm here with Jesus Hernandez, principal of Judson High School. Thank you for joining us today. 
Thanks. Good morning. The reason why we're here to interview today is because you hosted a information session and a campus visit with Floresville ISD where we came to Judson High School to see how the 5x5 program is working. I believe this is the first year that you guys have had that program, correct? That's correct. Okay, so what are some of the, the benefits that you've seen from implementing that program this year? We're a little more than halfway through the year and we've already noticed that students are getting very comfortable with the idea of having only to worry about five classes rather than seven at one time. Kids are understanding the fact that they get to accelerate their credit accrual by this program and they realize that it's okay to to, to move in this environment because you're gonna build more relationships with more teachers as you go along. So kids look forward to the semester breaks because they're done with one class and they're about to start it with another. Beyond the students, the, the teachers get planning time that, that's increased, definitely. We, we run a modified schedule with either 75 minutes or 90 minutes and the teacher planning time for some teachers has increased significantly and they're taking advantage of this time to make phone calls to, to parents, to plan effectively, to be present and active in their PLCs, and to take care of the business of, of teaching. Beyond that, the administrators have seen an increase in time in the classrooms because we, we can definitely devote the time to that rather than having to deal with things that happen between passing periods because we have less of them now. You mentioned more opportunities for students. Have you seen an increase in the number of students that can take dual credit or that can participate in other activities and those type of things? So the schedule allows for that. But what we discovered is that we have to get the seniors through first. Having had the seven period day for the seniors has locked them into a situation where they, they can't do everything that they would like to do because of the fact that it's only five opportunities for them at this point. We will see that in the freshmen and sophomores that we currently have in the future because they will have exhausted all the credit opportunities and we will make some changes to the schedule to benefit them in the future. So this is three years down the line, we will have students that walk out of Judson High School with several endorsements, whether a Cape Pathway or distinguished level of graduation or kids just you know leaving early because they've done all the work that they had to do and they can now you know help support the family by having a job as well and some kids can definitely graduate early and move on to their next phase in life. This opens up an opportunity where students don't have to choose where we've seen in the past like kids want to be involved in everything they want to be in football, band, Kate, those type of things, but then they have to pick sometimes because it doesn't fit in their schedule. Well, yes and no. For, for the students that are lucky to have the two things that they're interested beyond academics fall in different times of the day, it, it works for them. With a five-period schedule, obviously there's some conflicts with basketball and an AP class that a kid wants to take, but the good thing about that is that maybe next year those two won't interfere with each other and they will have the opportunity at that point. If we had a parent listening to this podcast, what would be something you would tell a parent about this opportunity? for their child in high school. For parents, the idea of acceleration was the getter. When we held our parent meetings, the parents were very interested in the fact that if students are done with their regular credit accrual, there's gonna be time for them to explore AP classes, dual credit, maybe some articulated coursework like uh, Alum Academies. So parents really bought into the fact that it saves them time and money for post-secondary education for their students because they can get it there at the school. For our teachers who are listening, what is something you would share with the teachers? You know, you cannot put a price on time. I'm not far removed from being a teacher and I remember, you know, having 45 minutes to do everything you, you needed to do for that day and, and, and just kind of get it done. But to say, hey, you have 90 minutes to plan, you have 90 minutes to call parents, you have 90 minutes to get your copies done, just, you know, little things that, that we take for granted in the past. Teachers build, we build that time in for, for them. Uh, beyond that, you know, teachers go from teaching six classes and one conference period to teaching 
four classes and having an extended conference. The amount of work that they take home is less and they get to touch more lives because they get a whole new batch of kids the next semester. Okay, and our students, you kind of touched upon the opportunities. Is there something you would like to say to the students that might be listening? For students, I think, you know, it's like anything else in in life. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. So some of the dinner table conversations that I have with my daughter, who's also a student there, is the fact that she she kind of gets it now that this is a very similar schedule to what she will have in college because the average college-going student has, you know, five classes, 15 hours. That's the average. And putting them in the mode of, I only have to worry about this at this time, and we'll take another set of classes the next semester kind of gets them thinking about this is the way it's going to be in college more so with the fact that they will be taking those higher level classes once they've eliminated all the other credit requirements in their first three years of school is there anything i missed that you think we should highlight regarding the five by five program definitely this is not an easy transition that that's something that we learned we needed to make sure that all the pieces are in place because infrastructure is what either makes or breaks this i'll give you an example making sure that the cte funding is appropriate making sure that your student information management system is is appropriate and that it knows how and when to award critics. Little things like that that we've stumbled on now, I'd be more than glad to share with anybody uh, so that they don't make the same mistakes we do. Thank you for your time and I appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck. We're here with Marcia Gonzalez, the high school principal at Floresville ISD. Welcome, Marcia. Thank you for inviting me. So we're here to discuss the 5x5 program, and I know you've already done some prep work. Uh, We took a visit to Jetson High School, and I know you've talked to some other high schools in the area. Tell our listeners a little bit about how we got to where we're at now and prep work that you've done up to this point. Okay. I was very much part of the district strategic plan uh, last school year, which involved many people, not only our staff, but also people outside the community. And one of the things that I really liked about this plan was that how much student voice we had in there. And I always remember one girl, she graduated this past school year, one of the things that she said that she wished she had an opportunity to pursue things that she did not have an opportunity at high school due to her limited schedule. She was taking all these dual credit classes, she was in athletics, and so some of those things took up so much of her time that she couldn't take other courses that she thought she would be interested in, for example, like art or theater arts, because she was meeting those credits. So I always had that in the back of my mind, especially when I became the high school principal. How do we open up more opportunities for kids to seek those uh, opportunities? As I became more involved in the plan, I found that we needed more time to provide and support our kids who need remediation. We needed time not to provide kids with uh, extensions. And I just kept thinking, how can we do this differently? Because we have a wonderful eight-period day, but that type of bell schedule right now is not allowing these kids to pursue their other courses, not allowing time for teachers to really work with kids who need that support and those kids that are just really blossoming and, and helping them with the extension. So that's one of the reasons I, I brought up with our superintendent that we needed to look at things a lot differently of how we were uh, handling high school than a traditional eight-period bell schedule day. We took a visit to Judson High School, and we got to see how their programs work in there in their first year. So I understand you reached out to another district in school? Yes, I also reached out to Southwest ISD because they are similar to us in the sense of demographics because I wanted to see how they had implemented their 5 by 5 They call theirs a five-period day. Mm-hmm. And they're in the second year of it. The principal at Southwest Legacy I spoke to, and I had another staff member speak to the counselor. 
at Southwest High School and they said that the benefits are very immense for the kids because the kids are really enjoying the time that they have with their teachers because it is a longer class period, 90 minutes, but it provides them time to get that support that they really needed. They have not seen any really major cons with the schedule other than just making sure it all works just like any type of master schedule does, but they felt like it has really helped with like their EL population, their English language learners, in providing them the support because they do have that huge population there. So that's one of the reasons I reached out to Southwest. Since that, that time you reached out, you've had a committee of students that you've spoke to, you've talked to the staff, and now the next step is to talk to parents and inform them on what's coming up. What do you see as the potential benefit that you're going to express and what you've heard from students? Well, I think it provides students an opportunity and the flexibility to pursue those opportunities. Whether it's opportunities to take more dual credit classes or to take classes that they've never been able to take before or opportunities to get the support they needed rather than having to worry about I have to come in for tutoring after school or before school. It can be, it's built in there during the school time. Time for labs, you know, we've all sat in a science lab and, and in a 48 minute class we have to hurry up and finish up mm -hmm. our lab or we're are moving more and more into this blended learning environment, how much more time we can incorporate that blended learning environment without being restricted to 48 minutes. You can do a lot more in that 90 minute time. So I just see it more as opportunities and flexibility for our students than ever before. We know there's a definite need because when we opened up dual credit with Coastal Bend, we doubled the number of students taking a dual credit and nearly 600 credit are be currently being taken or have been taken this year in college credit. So there is a need and want by the students. Oh, absolutely. Uh, like you said, it has increased. We even have freshmen taking it as well and I can see how as they go through their years of high school, they're going to continue to want those courses that, that they feel will benefit them as uh, for post-secondary. But also see it too for some of the new pathways that we're incorporating, like health science pathway, where we can get kids to have more opportunities to do those rotations at hospitals. How that five-period bell schedule day opens up those opportunities for them to do that. Or even cybersecurity, maybe networking them with someone outside of Floresville that can really do some of those practicums with those students. So I just see this as just more opportunities for our kids to explore things that they are so much more interested in at a deeper level. I know we've talked a lot about the dual credit and those opportunities that it opens for those students, but we are a district who says you know, we're going to have students ready for college and career. So we know not every student is going to go the college path. How do you think this benefits those students who are saying, you know what, I know I'm not going to go the traditional college route, but I want to be career ready or I want to be military ready. How do you think this is going to benefit those students? That goes back to the career pathways or we have for the students. We have pathways where kids can get certifications, for example, in welding, in floral design, in auto, and a lot of those business courses too. So this opens up more opportunities for kids to get those certifications in those courses. And again, it may have been a course they never were able to take before. Now they have that opportunity to take that course. When you get those welding certifications, boy, that can open up a lot of opportunities when you graduate from high school. I think the benefit, too, for the kids in military, as we talked before, if they take those dual credit classes, it, can, it possibly can help them afterwards. Some of the students who are looking at military are asking for courses like an ASVAB-type prep course. 
so that they can be better prepared for the ASVAB. And we can incorporate that in a five-period day compared to we couldn't incorporate that in an eight-period schedule because it allows that time for the kids to take that type of course. For me, this benefits everybody. It doesn't benefit just those that are top-notch kids, but it benefits our kids too who struggle, and high school's just not for them. Mm -hmm. This is a different way of taking courses that can get them on a path where they're going to feel a lot more successful. Because if they don't do well in this one course, they can work on it again the next time. But without having to worry, I have to give this up and give this up. They have that room in their schedule to do that. What excites me for even the students who aren't planning to go to college is the opportunity for more cultural responsiveness in our curriculum, offering more options as courses, innovative courses is what we call them. great example is that there's going to be a new course for CTE that's more like a project-based learning course where there's not a strict curriculum, but really the students can pursue their passion and purpose. So if they're in welding, they can do a welding project during that semester. If they're in floral design, they can work on preparing for the shows that they show in. For our ag students, they can work on how they're going to prep for that competition where they speak and they present with their animals. There's also a course in every core class that we can offer that's very similar to that. There's now in social studies, the state just approved a Mexican-American studies course. There's so many options for students and that goes with our strategic plan with passion and purpose, which also supports the social emotional learning piece. And I saw yesterday in a meeting with Kathy, who's our band director, where he himself was brainstorming about maybe a music theory course or a music through electronics type course. So I really feel like that this is going to open the floodgates with opportunities and options for every student where school can be fun and can be exciting. Correct. Academics is always important, but I think to part of our, our strategic plan is about offering more diverse clubs and organizations. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we know that students, because they ride the bus or they have limits before school or after school, don't get to participate in very many clubs and organizations. During this type of five-period day where classes are a little longer, it gives kids an opportunity to participate in those clubs and organizations or even that service learning. When I met with the students last Friday and we talked about that and we talked about a 90-minute course, one of the students says, wow, if we finish the, our assignments on time, that will be an opportunity for us to work on our service learning project, which I thought, I mean, that was his idea. He already had a service learning idea that he wanted to pursue, so he thought of it, I can use that time to do that without having to worry about doing it before school or after school, because that all that time is going to be built in. The clubs and organizations, the social-emotional learning piece, all of that remediation extension, all of that will be incorporated in that five-period schedule day. One of the questions that parents or students might have is now you're offering all these credits and there's a max number of credits I need to graduate. So is this going to offer an opportunity for kids to graduate early and what if I get to my senior year and I don't want to take any more courses but I have all my credits and I passed all my starter tests and EOCs? Right. Well of course as we know credits all have to be aligned to the uh, what is required by the state. So even though you may have this massive amount of credits you still need to make sure that the credits you have are what is required for graduation. So kids have an option. When they become a senior, if they have met all the requirements for graduation, they've passed their EOC, they have an opportunity to maybe participate, not necessarily in a co-op program, maybe get a job because they can leave an hour early or maybe they can arrive an hour later. I mean, that's their opportunity. Or they can use that to take classes they've never been able to take before. Maybe they never could take theater arts and they wanted to. I had a senior just tell me that recently. He could never fit theater arts in his class schedule because he was tied up with band and athletics. He's very involved in UIL1 at play 
and he wished that he was able to take theater art. So these are opportunities that kids can see as I can take these courses I was never able to take if they choose to do that. I think one of the things I always think about is talking to those students, and we talk a lot about helping students find and pursue their passion and purpose. And a lot of conversation you'll have as students sort of move into that sophomore, junior, senior, is the ones that are doing both band and athletics. And you have start having those conversations, and they start talking about, well, I'm going to have to pick one. I'm going to have to pick one because it, it just becomes a lot. You know, it becomes a heavy load for them. Could you speak a little bit to how maybe this would help them hold on and be able to pursue both of those avenues? Sure. I, I think one of the unique things about a five-period or a five-by-five bell schedule is that students will not be taking all four classes in a term. And we call these terms instead of semesters now. They will be taking at max is two core classes. And then their other three classes are their electives that apply somewhere for state graduation. So when you look at it, a student who's involved in band and in athletics, or whether it's just band or athletics, their workload won't be as heavy as it is compared to an eight period day because they will only be having to worry about two core classes. And then in the spring term, then they have another set of two core classes and they still have band and they still have athletics. So for me, it kind of it decreases the amount of workload that the student is going to have comes to homework assignments for the students. For me, that's less stressful for the Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. You know, there's a lot more concentration on that part as well. I agree. There's a lot of recent research on the amount of stress and anxiety in high school. Mm-hmm. And I think that now the students don't have eight classes, so to speak. So they're not worried about having to go to football practice or basketball practice. And now I got to get home and I have five classes I have homework due because sometimes, you know, the teachers don't necessarily talk across different core content areas and they're given homework the same night or they have a project due so I think that it will reduce a lot of the stress and anxiety that they have and have them more opportunities to be a kid Uh and so I think that's something that is is powerful. Right. No, no, I agree with that. majority of our students are involved in extracurricular activities whether it's ROTC, whether it's band, whether it's athletics, UIL one act play, cheerleading, dance, they all participate. This type of schedule would alleviate a lot of that stress when it comes from what they need to do for their courses. That's awesome. Is there anything that you wanted to add, Miss um, Gonzalez, or do you think that we missed during the interview? I just want everyone to see this as an opportunity for our students and an opportunity too for our teachers. This gives teachers a time to provide that remediation extension they need for their students build those social emotional relationships with the students as well. And I want parents to see this as an opportunity of their students exploring more of what is there beyond just, just the regular schedule of a high school, being able to pursue their passions and purposes for their students. Perfect. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. We're here with Dixie Haig, who is one of our ELAR teachers at Floresville High School. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're excited to have you and we're excited to hear more about your impression about the 5x5 program and how you think that's going to impact you as a teacher and, and your colleagues and as well as students. Well, I think there's a lot of positives about the 5x5. As a teacher, selfishly, it'll be great to carry four sections instead of seven. As an English teacher, that means significantly less essays 
per night. I spend hours and hours and hours grading essays in the evening, so my daily workload will probably lessen under the 5x5. Five five. In addition to that, as an English teacher, I'll have more time to get through the entire lesson cycle in one meeting instead of having to break it up over two or three meetings sometimes, depending on the length of the work especially in a regular classroom when we're reading together more than we're reading outside of the classroom. In an honors class, my advanced classes, they're reading before they come to class anyway, but that will give us time to maybe vary some of the activities. I tend to be a very traditional teacher. I've been teaching forever and I'm good at lecture and I'm very deep content, so I do still, in the 45 minutes, spend a lot of time lecturing, and, and it actually is pretty successful with my students, but in a 90-minute period, I mean, there's no way to lecture for 90 sure. minutes. I, I teach a college class in the evenings. It's a four-hour class, and you don't lecture for four hours. Yeah. So mixing it up, offering some variety, I think that will be nice for my students in, in advanced. I think also one of the advantages as a teacher, it, it won't affect me personally, but I think it will affect some other campus staff, is they will get the opportunity to teach some niche kind of classes that maybe they've been wanting to teach that students are interested in taking, but there's just been no room for. I know that like Mr. Kathy is interested in teaching a jazz class. I know that some of the CTE teachers are interested in some computer design classes, and, and there are some specific ag kinds of classes. Maybe automotive would be interested in expanding into maybe some body and body work and things like that, but right now students just don't have room to to take. Some teachers will enjoy that variety. You mentioned the opportunity for students to take courses that may be more interesting to them. When we hear about 5x5, five five, a lot of people say, well, it's mimicking a college atmosphere because, again, we're taking a semester-long course, and they're a little bit longer courses, which is just like college, and so people say, well, I don't think they're ready for college, but at the same time, when they go to college, it's a lot more interesting for them because they have an opportunity to take courses they're interested in instead of just the basics, and, and right now, really all we can give them is the basics and maybe one additional course. I think that this could possibly open up that possibility and make school more interesting for students because now they can pursue their passions and interests, right? I agree, and that's right along with our strategic plan for the district. But I would like to address this idea that students are not ready for college mm -hmm. because I, I think that's a misunderstanding about what, what we're doing with a 5x5. Five five. The difference between my dual credit classes and my regular classes are not the amount of time that I spend with students or the seat time or the length of the class period or the course. It's more about outside work, independent responsibility, how much I push on the student versus my own responsibility in the course, that's not going to change. So if I'm teaching a regular class in a semester long that's 90 minutes a day, that's not going to feel like a college class to my regular students. And my college level class is still going to feel like a college class, maybe more so, because now the semesters are different. But really it's about teacher responsibility, student responsibility, autonomy, how much involvement a parent is allowed to have, which I know is struggling, a struggle for many of our parents. Um, but that's really the difference between a college level class and a high school level class is the rigor of the course, but more importantly, the amount of responsibility on the student. And, and I agree, most of our student population is not ready for a college class, nor should they be. They're, you know, they're young. They're, it's not for everybody this age. I don't expect to see regular classes feeling like college classes to our regular students. 
And you can kind of piggyback on that because you have a son who's taking dual credit courses here at the campus. I do have a son who's taking dual credit as a freshman yeah, here at the campus. And I was, as a parent, I was very nervous about that. You know, is he ready? He's not even driving yet, but he's, you know, taking college courses. I can tell you, he loves it. I mean, he just absolutely loves it. So I kind of felt like shame on me for thinking he wasn't ready for that when he very much is. I think, I think some of our students, especially here at Floresville, I mean, this is not my first campus. I've been here the longest in my career, but I've been on other campuses, and people underestimate our student body and what we have here. We have a very impressive student body who's capable of much more than all the other campuses I've been on, yeah. personally. And I think we do have freshmen not all freshmen, right. but we do have some freshmen who are ready for that responsibility and that independence. It gives them control over their education in a way that, quite frankly, K through eight just won't allow a student to have. That's not a judgment. They're not ready for that in K through eight. But some of our students in ninth grade are ready. They've been itching to get control over their own lives and over their own futures. And dual credit is one way that they can really exercise that. But with a daughter who's in college who went through our dual credit program here, I can tell you that there's a big difference between our students and other people's students. And I hear from ex-students all the time who say, I'm having to help all of my friends (laughs) because they don't know how to do college. (laughs) And I know how to do college. And they are grateful for what they had here at Floresville. So I know that's a little sidetrack, but the 5 by 5 may give us an opportunity to even expand some of those dual credit offerings. It will be a little bit of a workload for us and our administration in terms of master scheduling to make sure there are Mm -hmm. few conflicts. But I think in general, most of our students will be able to get the courses they want and need and still be in the activities that they want. We all went to Judson. You Mm -hmm. went to Judson as well. What I heard was most of the issues they ran into involved administration had to do just to fix it and to to work it out so but the majority of issues were there that the teachers were able to work it out the students weren't even really impacted by that overall it sounds like it's what's best for kids if I'm a parent listening to this podcast and I'm a little apprehensive about this change it's an exciting change but it's still change and people are always apprehensive about that what would you say to ease their minds a little bit I would say that probably the number one thing that I've done with students that came to me with concerns is I took their existing schedule and I showed them what their schedule this year would look like in a five by five and showed them how they had room for one, sometimes two more courses, but they were still able to do everything they wanted to do right now. And that seemed to be the biggest comfort for students was just looking at what they're doing now in a traditional eight period day and what that translated into in a five by five, then they got it. It was like, okay, now I understand. So I I would suggest that. I I would suggest that if there's confusion, get with somebody who's familiar with the five by five and take an existing schedule and plan it out and look at what it looks like and you can really get a feel then what kind of change you're looking at and be patient because I think this is gonna be good, but I think it's going to be 
complicated. Sure. So it may take us a little while to work out the kinks, but you know, just like everything else, we'll figure it out. Yeah, it's awesome. Is there anything that you think that I've missed that uh, regarding the 505 or things that you think that our listeners definitely need to know? Regarding? I think um, as an advanced teacher primarily and a parent of advanced kids, I would like to let advanced kids and their parents know that this is going to be advantageous in terms of testing. We often have to pull kids from other classes during the day because we have timed testing at the college level in our in our advanced coursework and any student that's preparing for an AP exam also needs timed blocks that are often minimum 60 minutes. Our 45-48 minute period does not allow for that and so kids are missing other places. We also have certification tests and competition tests in ag and welding that pull kids from other classes and in a 75 or 90 minute period we could do those things without impacting another class and and I think that's a definite thing that parents and kids need to know about. It, it will affect them in a positive way and lessen the amount of times they're pulled mm-hmm. from other classes. Yeah, and, and you're coming at it from the lens of a, a dual credit advanced level teacher, yes. but that transitions over to our career and tech teachers just the same. The kids who aren't going to college, the ones who are interested in just certifications, right. it opens up the door for them to potentially get some work study their senior year. All in all, I think this is best for all kids. I agree. And we have some students who high school is not their jam. Sure. And with a 10-period day, if they take care of their business, they could feasibly get out of here in three years yeah. without summer school, without extra work. I don't think that plan is for every student, mm-hmm. but I think we have some. And for varying reasons, they need to get to work, or they have children, or they've just got responsibilities outside of the school day that they they need out of high school, or their parents are planning a move and they really want to graduate at Floresville before the move, and their parents don't want to leave them here. We've got lots of situations like that. It's not a majority, but it's a group, and this could feasibly serve their needs as well. Well, amazing interview, Miss Haig. Thank you for taking the time to absolutely. We're here with Coach Andrew Roars, who's the athletic director for the district and head football coach at Floresville High School. We wanted to speak to Coach today about the 5x5 program. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Good morning, Coach. I'm wondering if you could speak to us in regards to how you feel the 5x5 is being responsive to what the community has told us they want from Floresville ISD. Absolutely. I was fortunate enough to be a part of the strategic design team, and so I actually got to see it firsthand. It wasn't just Floresville ISD staff and personnel, it was actually made up of students, staff, and our community members, and they were very specific about what the needs of the community are, and they voiced those, and we built uh, the strategic plan around the needs of our community that were aligned and partnered with what the TEA expects of each high school student to be able to graduate. So there were a lot of things that were there that are really hard to measure, but that are important to our community feel like the 5 by 5 will allow us to touch on those things, actually be able to accomplish the things that are important to Floorsville, not just in terms of 
performing academically, but also the social and emotional learning pieces that are important you know, in our curriculum. Coach, you just touched upon the social-emotional aspect of learning and how that was important to our community. Even before the strategic plan, you had started a program with your athletes where they were doing service learning. Can you kind of touch upon that and also how you think the 5x5 could help other classrooms do the same thing? We do a lot of community service projects. We do the gift give during the holidays. We do a project in the summer. Those are things that were outside of the school day. Going to a five by five schedule, we could actually incorporate those types of things within the school day, which is important to our community. Again, they spoke very clearly what they were looking for in our curriculum. And our curriculum isn't just our what the TEA recommends for us to be able to do, but also the parts that are important. We do a year-round character lesson development that happens every week. Those lessons are hard to squeeze in in a short amount of time, but now we can utilize the program that we have in place and really dig deeper into it for our student-athletes to become better people, not just athletes. Those are things that are very difficult to be able to accomplish in a regular school day in the current bell schedule that we have, but now we're going to be able to get a little bit more deeper into those opportunities and really help our kids be prepared to have a prosperous life. Coach, I was also a coach at one time, and I think one of the, the benefits to being a coach is that we have an opportunity to build relationships with our students, and we have that time that when we coach to, to build those relationships. How can you see that this could open up for teachers to grow closer to their students and build those relationships? Absolutely. Uh, it's really impressive to be a part of a district that is on the forefront of what education is going to. And I've been in a lot of different school systems. Uh, our district is really impressive in that regard that uh, we're not just status quo. We're looking to see what is out there that makes us the very best that we can be. The, what are the newest things? What are the best things for our kids? Our district leadership is huge on building relationships. That's always been something that's important to the athletic department. That's one of the things that we look for in any of our potential staff members, the relationships that they build with kids. Student-athlete achievement, and when I say student-athlete achievement, as students and athletes, the relationships that are built is pivotal to their success on both ends of the spectrum. So that extra time of being able to spend with those kids, having real conversations, getting to know them, accessing things that are important to them, that they're interested in, that they're passionate about, being able to communicate with them about those things and build a different foundation to be able to communicate is vital to being able to maximize their achievement. Coach, you mentioned in one of the meetings that we had regarding your own experience in school with algebra and, and how that was. How could 5x5 five five have helped you as a student when you were in high school? Well, I think that 5x5 five five schedule allows the differentiation in education to be expanded on. It's not just always the lower level learners, it's not just the middle learners, but it, it, it's also those higher level learners. I was fortunate enough that there were things that were easy for me to pick up. I didn't need as much direct instruction. You know, actual practice was a little bit easier for me, and so getting into it, I'm a, I'm a hands-on learner. That's the way that I learn. Being able to have that time to be able to deliver the instruction in different ways to meet the needs of all the different type of learners, that, that's invaluable for our kids, because not every kid learns the same way. I mean, some kids are auditory, some people you know, are, are hands-on, bodily kinesthetic learners. Our teachers will have the ability to be able to access the way kids learn the best. Coach, is there anything 
anything that you think I've missed regarding the 5x5 that you think is important for our listeners to know? I think there's a lot of benefits. I mean, there'll be challenges with just like anything. I would say what I've heard our district leadership from the very top down to our high school administration, the things that have been communicated from our community, the things that have been communicated in regards to the needs of our campus, I believe this 5x5 schedule is going to be able to answer those types of things. I think it's going to give our kids the very best chance to be as successful as they possibly can be. So I think it's a really exciting time for Floresville ISD. I think that the benefits that we're going to see in the future are, are going to be immeasurable. So we're really excited about changes that are going on in our school district. All right, Coach, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thank you. Glad to be here. I'm really excited, I can say, about this week's podcast. I think it's a lot of valuable information. I think we heard from some great interviewees who are invested in this process and who are excited about it. I can say and the interview with Connor as a parent, as an educator, as an employee of the district really opened my eyes and we learned a lot about the student perspective and how excited they are for this. I think that's an exciting, exciting direction that we're heading. I agree and one thing that we really reflected on after Connor left the interview was that I think all of us had like tears in our eyes because we were impressed with the fact that this is going to impact a student at that level. And I think that it will impact all students at that level. And what our listeners may not realize is we didn't script that. We didn't give him questions in advance. Mm -hmm. In fact, none of our interviews on this podcast, we just wanted to have a conversation about what the five by five was and we wanted them to be genuine. And it was impressive to hear what how this program is going to impact Connor directly. And I have to say, another interview that impressed me, and, and he always impresses me, was uh, Coach Roars. Because I've worked with a lot of athletic directors and head football coaches, uh, being a coach myself. And in our district leadership team meetings, he's always pushing us to that next level. He always has a great perspective on things. I'm really impressed that he puts academics first and student social emotional well-being first. Mm-hmm. And I think from that is why that you know he's so successful as a coach in our district. And I'm excited to see uh, even where he's going to be taking our programs in the future and how this is going to impact him and and his students and athletes and coaches as well. I completely agree. I think ultimately when asked, you know, why are we doing this or why are we changing a system that seems to be working in most points of view? And I think the answer just always comes back to it's about the students, about what's Mm -hmm. best for the students, about getting them ready for the future. It's what they're wanting and asking for. They're planning for their future in ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And it's just about us supporting that vision and that goal and that strategic plan we have for our students here. Uh, I think that Connor said it best when asked what he would tell parents that may be apprehensive and I think this applies to students and this applies to teachers and parents alike community members alike when asked about if they're apprehensive about this program his exact words were trust the schools mm-hmm. they, they know exactly. exactly what what we need and you heard another student say something along the lines of that the school is finally listening and this is what we want is that correct yes yes that was actually a conversation that the student was having with their parent and the parent said well why would they be doing this? And the student replied, well, because they're finally listening to us and this is the direction we want to go. And I think that's a very powerful statement to come from. 
I agree. One of our students. Well, I apologize for this being a long episode this week, but I think that it was a powerful episode. It really highlights where we want to go as a district and how we're reacting to what our community wants, what our students want, and I think that this is going to be best for students. I completely agree. All right. Well, episode 13 is in the books, and until next time, bye! bye.